Cambrian Explosion. Welcome to a new episode of Cambrian Explosion. Today, we're trying to figure out why Yawar is creating AIs so that we don't have any more jobs. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think you can lay all of that on me. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm just going to try to create like Jarvis. You know who doesn't like Jarvis from the Iron Man movies? We all want a personal assistant, right? It's very dangerous territory, and uh, we were talking about this earlier with Mavish. Hello, Mavish, and she had a personal story to share. Uh, where where this discussion started for us? Why don't you tell us your story, Mavish? Yeah, uh, hello everybody. Uh, thanks, Nabil. Um, I'm definitely going to you know start us off with a, a trip down um, memory lane for me. Uh, so uh, many years ago, I think it's been about seven years. I, I worked in a catering startup. We uh, connected businesses to uh, small mom and pop shops in Toronto, um, and our job was just to make sure people in offices when before COVID, they they were fed. They loved coming to the office for food, uh, and it was it was really funny. But uh, one of our restaurants came to an office of uh, I think it was two hundred people, and uh, the tray for the vegetarians was missing. It was a buffet lunch, and specifically build your own something. Uh, and you know, if you're in an office and you don't feed the vegetarians, uh, trust me, there's a bigger problem if you <laughs> than you than you can imagine. So we went around, we looked in the hallways and uh, everywhere we could. And the, the the restaurant owner actually went all the way back to her restaurant and back to the office and we just couldn't find that tray. She sent me a picture uh, of where she ended up finding that tray. It was actually on the top of her car. And what had happened was because her car had railings on the top, uh, her chef had gotten out of the car, put it on top of the car and then gone up to set up the rest of the, the food service. And she had driven all the way back to her restaurant in Toronto, which was about 15 minutes away, and come back. And the, the tray hadn't fallen off the car. And people don't usually believe me when I tell them the story, but I have a picture to prove it. And um, what's really funny is that, uh, you know, everything turned out fine. But, you know, looking back, I uh, feel as if, you know, we had some sort of AI technology or something that would help keep things in check and keep things on track, it just would have made my job a lot easier to, to do that. But it also brings up a whole host of other problems that we're probably going to talk about in this podcast about, you know, do we really need a big team when AI is there? Uh, you know, there are less problems. You really need a, how big of a customer service team do you really need, right? Um, and uh, so at the end of the day, the client was happy, but it just brings up that question, you know, how much do you need to automate uh, and, and what, where is that, that line, you know? So, yeah, the question is, uh, can AI replace our jobs? And I think uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, opinions out there. What we want to focus on is uh, a few um, uh, sources we found online, which talk about, you know, which dive into this topic. Uh, Nabil, uh, you are kind of like uh, our resident expert on what jobs might be automated or replaced by by AI right now, right? So what do you think? So I think that Mavish's use case is very interesting because there are things in there such as where the product was placed on top of the car. If you don't have sensors over there to know that the product is there, how does the AI know, right? So, so there are elements of it 
which are very interesting to dive deep into like what kind of jobs can't be replaced what kind of jobs can be replaced but need additional elements to be added and then what kind of jobs are already there where where you're like oh you know is this going to replace my job today and is that really a true fear or is it more a question of it's going to change my job and when it changes my job am i going to become obsolete because i'm not upskilled enough for that so i think that raises like these three four questions and I, and i think we can take these one by one it would be interesting to dive deeper into each element um let's start off with the most uh, uh dramatic one out of these what are the jobs that can be replaced today um i mean can we can we can 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 we have a self replicating uh, yaur like software and ai that 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 write writes code like yaur excellent beautiful elegant code uh, oh yeah you just need a 10 line script to write code like me you don't actually need me can you just be replaced like that yaur 2.0 you don't even need artificial intelligence you just need artificial dumbness <laughs> that's kind of like one question which we can dive deep deeper into what kind of jobs are likely to be replaced and what does really replacement is it truly hey the job won't exist or what has happened before historically uh, uh when such innovation has come about well here's an example um online moderation tools and online moderators uh in social networks um like facebook and twitter uh they are heavily pushing to replace their human moderators with um ai moderators um because just because of the huge volume of um moderation backlog that they have uh they cannot have humans do everything so they need um to automate it so and how can they automate it well you can't just use like a dumb checklist of rules right because people come up with new ways to bypass moderation rules all the time so you have to have something that learns and adapts to the real 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 world conditions of what humans are doing so and then you naturally end up with something that looks like an ai right and the goal here is explicitly to replace humans because uh humans not only will it be uh prohibitively expensive to get humans to do all of the moderation but also it will be kind of um uh very difficult for humans uh, you know especially um emotionally difficult sometimes to see some of the things that people put online right so if you can get an ai to do it instead of a human it uh it might save a lot of um time and uh also it might save a lot of people from having to look at really weird things on the internet ai is uh relatively new right now so in terms of disruption i personally feel that it will bring up jobs like you know let's say we do have ai make a completely separate platform you're still going to need someone to review that code to make sure that it's functioning so i think there will be uh, ai quality control testers mm-hmm. that the disruption is going to create it won't necessarily completely replace it and to be honest even if the ai becomes so advanced i i still feel that tester would be needed to ensure that uh it's functioning properly right at the end of the day it is still a machine there bugs in code that happen even when the code is perfect right with those 10 lines mm-hmm. 
So if I can, exactly. if I can classify what you said, Yawar, um, is that when there's too much information, number one, or number two, when we need fast learning and adaptive learning, AIs are useful. If that's part of what the nature of your job is, then probably, and what Marish is now saying, is that you probably need to reskill around the idea of training the AIs to do to do that job because right. at the same time, it's some somebody will still, you know, even if the AI learns and it can still end up in a situation where a human needs to verify the output just to make sure that it is on track to give the right results. Um, it's not, you know, veered off or, or, or maybe the socio-political context has changed and regulations have changed and, and something else needs to be you know, added in, in terms of tracking um, that the AI needs to moderate for, you know, so um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing these kind of factors influencing the types of jobs that are right now being affected. Right. So now we're um, talking about in more general terms, but why don't we go to the most common topic of today, which is generative AIs or language models, these, these kinds of AIs that are super popular today, and they seem to be uh, the promised AIs that will take away the jobs. So what do you think of, of these kind of generative AIs? To be honest, uh, generative uh, AIs change up the market a little bit. Uh, I was speaking to my brother today. He's a data scientist. And he was saying the data scientist field is actually going down. It's better to be in web development right now uh, because... Uh, uh, LLMs or learning language models are are basically doing a lot of the work. So, uh, it, it, you know, right now being in web development is is really big. It's less being in in an, uh, analysis of data. So it is making an impact in different industries. And what we are waiting to see is how complex can it can it go to uh, to to affect us in that way uh, and. Um, uh, you know, back to our earlier discussion, I, I think what really AI is going to replace is this very heavy admin related jobs, right? So if you are uh, like a secretary or someone who's um, uh, doing some sort of very operationally heavy admin data typing type thing, that's what it's, that's what I think is the biggest thing that it's going to replace. And so the question is, you know, it's it's going to disrupt that. What new jobs are those people going to have to learn to do, to to be in par with that that disruption? Um, yeah. What do you both think about that? I just wanted to first pick up on the first point um, that that uh, Yawar Yawar had made. Um, I I I think that that you know, in terms of what these generative AIs do, I I I did some some pretty deep research into both the not just the chat gpt text based one but also image based one so i i tried to create a music video out of out of that when when mid journey originally came out it was pretty interesting to try to create a music video out of like you know static kind of images um and trying to write the right types of prompt was pretty interesting so prompt writing itself is a is a new field that 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 has started coming up and uh, 
there are some challenges. It's not like you can just get up and do prompt writing. Um, you need to play with the tool to understand how it responds to different types of prompts and structure of the language, et cetera, um, to, to deliver um, both in the visual format and, and in the, so just on the visual side of things, what if you add elements like I want the background to be stylized in the style of, let's say, Picasso, but the front image to be stylized in an art fantasy? How would you write that prompt? Then there are also some challenges around going back to the QA piece of it that you had mentioned earlier, Mavish, that um, sometimes these, these chat GPT-like uh, interfaces, they hallucinate. So I, I asked it to create a math question for like a fifth grader using another example that I provided earlier, similar to this, so that I could give it to my nephew to practice on. And then what it created was an absolutely wrong question. The answer of it was wrong because I solved it before I gave it to my nephew. I just wanted to make sure that it's correct. And it hallucinated an answer. It was an incorrect. So you still need to QA what it produces. Um, it's it just, and, and so that goes back to the nature of jobs changing rather than jobs completely disappearing, you know, um, yeah, generative AIs have a reputation for getting incorrect facts they, because these uh, language models or, uh, yeah, language models have no conception of what reality is and what facts are and how facts and reality and fiction are different from each other. Um, you know, like there's this case of a lawyer using ChatGPT to generate a legal argument and uh, the argument referred to a case that doesn't exist as a you know precedent case and uh, he was caught by his uh, trial judge and he was um, you know penalized for that uh, he said he didn't realize that chat gpt uh, could give uh, non factual answers like that and but uh, you know now chat gpt does warn you about that but uh, you know maybe some people don't read those warnings as carefully as uh, they should on that, you forwarded me an article earlier about uh, the uh, New York Times suing OpenAI uh, for for um, copyright infringement. Right, New York Times ha is uh, now su suing OpenAI because they're saying that ChatGPT is trained on a large corpus of New York Times uh, articles, which are of course proprietary and licensed by New York Times. Uh, but they're using uh, that uh, um, corpus as a training base for ChatGPT. And uh, uh, it has been found that ChatGPT often reproduces um, whole like paragraphs of text um, that are, it has been alleged, I would say, or rather say, uh, New York Times is alleging that ChatGPT is reproducing uh, these paragraphs of text to hold uh, wholesale verbatim without any changes. So it would appear that it's more uh, just generating directly copy pasting the answers rather than generating a synthesized new answer as its creators would claim. Yeah, and, and it reminds me of this funny video I saw on Instagram the other day where the person was asking the AI to come up with a, an image 
without chopsticks in it. And the AI just kept making the image with chopsticks, but just on a different side of the image. And then the, the chopsticks just grew in, in number because the AI could not understand uh, what he was talking about. And even if you got really specific with the AI, you know, like the sticks that are on the top right of the image that are long, please remove them. And it, it would just still keep making the same image, but just with more chopsticks. And uh, I'm sure some of that was was not real, but it, it just made it reminded me exactly what you both are talking about because uh, it, it is true. Sometimes you ask ChatGPT specific things, and it'll just keep repeating the same answer, just with slightly different types of text because it really doesn't fully comprehend what you're trying for it, trying to get it to produce for you, right? Yeah. And uh, so, so that's why it is a little. It's a little. It, bit far from what we really needed to do at this moment. Here's my little tip for people. Um, number one, I believe OpenAI has launched a new avatar kind of program with, where you can create your own uh, profiles of, of things that you want to or robots, your own personal, you know, train your personal robots. People should go sign up for that, test those out. And then the other piece that I will say is, um, in my experience, using an existing framework, and there's a lot of frameworks that are available, like the Lean Canvas, the Five Porter model. So if you want to do a particular kind of um, study or work, ask ChatGPT about the frameworks that exist in that field, and then use those same frameworks as to guide the prompts that you're writing and experiment with with, with it, because you know, um, it is going to affect productivity. And if you can master the tool, I think um, you can, whether or not it takes a job away or not, you can you can make your own job easier just by improving the amount of productivity that you have. Like that's, that's how I would think about it. Like, hey, this is a job augmenter. Why not, why not get yourself already training in that direction? So it's clear that there's going to be a lot of disruption. So what kind of um, reactions might we see to these disruptions coming up with uh, jobs? Like, surely there's going to be some pushback. Like, uh, you know, uh, you have to mandate that X percent of your workforce has to be human, or you have to say that a human has to be responsible for every decision. You cannot have AIs making decisions like hiring and firing. Uh, and, you know, um, AI bias uh, regulations, you know, how to make sure your AI is unbiased uh, that, because AI is only as good as its training data, right? So whatever data you feed into the AI, you are going to get those kinds of uh, decisions out of it as well. Uh, yeah, so there is some legislation that the, that the government of Canada has uh, released. It's called the Artificial Intelligence and Data Act. Uh, but just from my, uh, you know, research for this podcast, uh, it seems like there's just a lot of accountability and and uh, not a lot of oversight. It's more this act is there. And now, you know, they're expecting that people just follow it. And, uh, you know, it involves uh, deployment, design, and, uh, you know, in emphasizing risk when using these, um, uh, when using AI. So I don't know how effective it is. I mean, we've, we've already seen some impact of, of AI, AI has gone wrong. You know, when, when, when you had uh, 
these uh, facial recognition AIs that originally came and they were they, they were trained on on white faces so they would not recognize uh, faces of color at times because they were just not tra trained well enough to, to, to do that uh, just the just sample population that was used similarly there's already some some job losses I can you know that that, that have been impacted uh, as well um, because of AI in, in May 2023 I believe uh, 4,000 jobs were, were impacted as, as per one article that's actually one more topic I want to touch on. Like these companies that are laying off people and saying, "Oh, the, the these jobs are being uh, redundant, uh, being redundant because of uh, AI." Uh, is that actually true? I'm kind of skeptical that jobs are being re made redundant by AI at such a large scale, four thousand people, uh, instead of um, the standard corporate tactic of uh, grabbing any opportunity to slash costs and then you know do like stock buybacks with the money cost savings uh i feel like many you know many executives are seeing uh these ais as a golden opportunity hey look here's something that looks like it could plausibly take away uh, a human job if you don't look at it too closely so what we're going to do is we're going to slash you know slash x percent of our workforce we're going to save this money uh, we're going to do stock buybacks, increase our share prices, and that's going to make my performance metrics look uh, better by end of year, and that will increase my bonus. So there's kind of like a direct link to me, uh, or a moral hazard at least, uh, between these things. I will second that for you. I will add to the fact and maybe segue into another piece of the discussion that we set up earlier, which is what kind of jobs are really not going to be taken away by AIs because they need additional infrastructure to put in place. And I, and I say this because a lot of the jobs that, that you know, um, which, which are hard to do are, let's say it's carrying material, getting it to the right place, but carrying the material itself, like in, in, in logistics, that's a hard job to do. There's still people who do it with the help of machines, but, but there are people who do it and, and it's a, you know, like in the warehouses, etc., and and literally we use those people as robots, like the Amazon warehouses, etc. Now, to replace those jobs, you actually need to put in place infrastructure, a lot of investment around robots, around around things like that, and those are not the jobs that are getting replaced. It's it's more the right now with generative AIs and LLMs, it's more a focus on the uh, creative uh, side uh, with mid-journey, like the creative jobs that are getting impacted or, you know, the, the coding jobs or the writing jobs. Um, uh, or the SEO. Or the SEO related jobs. You know, the, 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 these kind of jobs which are sit on a computer and work rather than the really hard jobs of carrying stuff up doing agriculture of, you know, th th those kind of things, because there's major machinery upgrades that need, need to get done. Some jobs that cannot be replaced, for example, social work comes to mind. So if you are, you know, in a job where you have to show a lot of empathy, you have to understand the situation, you have to answer with care because it depends on the person's situation. Those are jobs that, you know, I don't think can be replaced. Like if you have 
women who are suffering and all that, you can't have a robot come to their house and, and help them through their problem, right? So I think there's there's some jobs that are never going to be uh, able to be replaced, or I wouldn't suggest them for those high-risk areas, right? And so, uh, so you know, you're right in, in that way, but I think because these creative jobs are being impacted and we have such a big technology infrastructure, uh, it, it is going to impact a lot of people uh, especially in the media industry, for example. So there's one AI tool uh, that I, I looked up called Copy AI, which literally creates marketing copy that sounds very genuine. Uh, so, you know, people have built a lot of businesses where uh, they are entrepreneurs asking for a copy for their business uh, presentations and for their emails and for their marketing information. And you could just use that AI to make six figures, according to some YouTube videos I saw. So, uh, you know, it, it is definitely causing a disruption. I mean, it, it also means that if you're running a side hustle, right, you're just one person or two people uh, or even three people trying to do a podcast and you want to like uh, quickly and effectively generate uh, material for, let's say, uh, an element that, that you're not familiar with, you could easily use a, an AI to boost your productivity over there and, and get a, the effect of actually having six people working rather than just three. Just hypothetical thing that I, <laughs> I'm saying. No, no, you're you're right. And, and on that note, I just want to remind everybody that we are on Twitter at uh, Cambrian World. So if you do see us, that's three... Uh, brown immigrants that are trying to make an impact in the tech podcast space so do uh, give us a look and give us a follow uh, so you can keep in touch with our our various topics uh and uh yeah uh so so i'm gonna ask all three of you um you know i think uh Yabar, uh touched on this earlier uh so did ai cause layoffs and will it continue in 2024 yeah you know uh, like i said earlier it's not clear to me that ai uh, is actually replacing human jobs uh, that will, you know, in a fully capable way uh, that won't uh, require human supervision or human intervention again. Um, or even to the extent that, um, or or even if you would think you, you could argue that they are, then I would argue that to the extent that is being claimed that these layoff numbers, 4,000 jobs, uh, sounds to me like... Um, something that a claim that would need to be examined uh, much more closely to be believable. I'm agreed with what, what Yawar is don't know, but it needs to be looked into the, the claim itself. But I, but I do feel that the AI revolution is here and it's, it's not, it's not five years away. It's here. It's if you want to ride that wave, do it today, get involved today move on to it today it's gonna it's not like any legislation is going to stop it now there are so many companies that are investing in the technology so it's gonna happen so might as well ride the wave then then miss out on on this wave that's that's my point of view on this yeah um, my point of view is that i think ai is is the excuse people are using to use uh, to do layoffs because you can, you know, if you see something new, shiny, and you want to, and you're losing money in your company, you might say, hey, I'm going to use MidJourney, Copy AI, ChatGPT 
to try to do this admin work and not hire this person I was supposed to today uh, so that I can stay afloat, so I can stay in business. And uh, to a degree, that's okay because you know what? Some small business owners uh, don't want to close shop and go bankrupt. So I think in a way that's uh, that's the excuse that's being used for all these uh, layoffs. So that so I don't think AI is causing the layoffs. I think it's it's there, like Nabil said, and it's 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 leading people to uh, to use layoffs as an excuse as the market goes down, as interest rates increase. And as the other things happen, and I think a few years from now, we're going to, uh, you know, when we do need data scientists, they're going to analyze the data and and figure out exactly what happened. Uh, but until then, we will keep podcasting about it and figuring out what happened and how we can make an impact. Um, so on that note, if you do have any other thoughts on on this topic, please let us know. Uh, on Twitter or on our various other platforms that we broadcast on and give us a subscribe so you can keep continuing to support us. And uh, thank you again for listening. It's always a pleasure. Any parting words of wisdom from my co-hosts? I think I'm going to put uh, experienced AI chatbot on my resume going forward. It might help my job prospect. I'm going to go back to that line earlier. I embrace the AI world go play with it um, and have fun with it. Yeah. And eventually become an AI. Eventually become an AI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all going to be part AI. If you watched our previous, uh, or sorry, not watched, listened to our previous podcast on microplastics, you will learn that we are uh, being weighed down by, uh, by microplastics by five grams a week, uh, the weight of a credit card. So we are actually part AI already. And uh, if you want to learn more, please uh, go ahead and listen to that. We posted it, uh, I believe, a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, we look forward to you for our next uh, podcast, which will be about the cyber attack at the Toronto Library, I believe, Yawar. That's right. That's an uh, exciting episode. Uh, Don't forget to tune in for that one, folks. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay, awesome. So until next time, I hope everyone has an uh, awesome, awesome uh, week ahead of them. Cheers. See you guys next time. Bye. I get to say cheers again. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.